All right, guys, welcome to Bad Science. I'm here with my sister, Abigail Edinburgh. How's it going, Abby? Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So we're talking about Finding Nemo today. You like Finding Nemo? Love it. Okay, what's your favorite uh, fish or your favorite sea creature? Octopus. Octopus, why? Eight legs. It's the coolest ever. You, you want eight legs yourself? Yeah, of course. Why not? That's a good point. What would that? What do you think the top things it would help you with are? Uh, walking faster. Yep. Cooking. Okay, sure. Carrying babies. Carrying babies. Yes. How many times do you carry a baby right now? So many times. <laughs> so many times. What are you doing that you're carrying babies? In the street. <laughs> In the street? Doesn't make it any better. Say hi to babies. Okay. All right. Anyways, let's get the show started, huh? I got a PhD carrying babies. What? What does that mean? <laughs> Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hello and welcome to Bad Science. I am your host, Ethan Edinburgh. Today we're talking about Finding Nemo, an amazing Pixar film with one of the stars of Glow. You may know her as Melrose or Melanie Rosen, but to us, she's Jackie Tone. Like Jackie Tone. Jackie. Hi. I like that everybody always calls her Melanie Rosen, which is, of course, her name. Okay. But it's like she's Melrose always to everyone. And I love everyone's always like, so tell us about Melanie. (laughs) Okay. So talking with us about this absolutely terrific film is a marine biologist and biomechanist, Dr. Misty Peg Tran. Hello there. How's it going? It's going. Did I get that pronunciation? You totally nailed it. You're <sighs> pretty much the only person I've ever heard that wow. actually said it right. Well, I cheated. We talked before That's this true. a little bit. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to first start out with your guys' uh, thoughts on the movie in general. Uh, Jackie and I watched it together on Saturday, so I kind of know that we were both blown away, even though we've seen it before. But there was a lot of times where we were just looking at each other like crying whoa (laughs) i don't remember this being so good um oh my god first of all i I think i'm just in a new emotional place like i think for a very big portion of my life i was like real i mean i still am but i was so jokey to cover everything and i'm getting to a place where just i'm definitely crying more Mm mm-hmm and I was so anxious watching Finding Nemo. It was like yeah. this. It was it was like it was live action and it was humans. And I know that's the point to really tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, you made a few comments about their eyes in, in particular, which I really, I don't know. I didn't realize when I was a kid, but so much emotion is in their eyes. It's so, the fish's I, eyes. And yeah, I was right. just watching it just like, I mean, gasping. And I was clutching my, I clutched my chest a couple times and I just kept going like, I'm really... I'm really anxious. This is making me really like it was so (laughs) emotional for me. That was my overarching experience of watching that movie, and I think that maybe more speaks to the (laughs) emotional place I'm in right now, (laughs) more so than the movie. But I think it's a double whammy because the movie obviously does an incredible job. Missy, would you? Pixar would be happy that you said that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's obviously one of my favorites. It was um, one I wouldn't say that got me into marine biology because I was already sort of on my path, but it was definitely one where I was like, yeah, they actually got things right in this movie. So, nice. Um, yeah, I, I kind of love Finding Nemo and Finding Dormy, Dory. I think they're two of my favorites. Admittedly, I've never seen Finding Dory. Oh! Ethan and I were 
we, next even Saturday. We'll do a yeah. bonus. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. Saying we're already planning our next our joint viewing. It's yes, a good one. yeah. Let's all get together and watch Finding Dory and do another podcast. But today it's all about Nemo. And I was <laughs> wanting to ask you if you cried or did you watch it recently, like in the past few days? So I watched it last night again. Okay. And mm-hmm. did you waterworks any? Um, no, because I think I was all mm. cried out from watching Netflix. But um, right. <laughs> close. Other shows. I mean, it was it was actually more of like. I was super excited because I was watching it without my kids, and uh-huh. so it was like I got to experience it in a different way. Um, yeah, I did kind of cry a little bit on a couple scenes with. Um, oh, go ahead. It not being some things cracked, and that that's oh, like from the science standpoint. But oh, okay, um, more aggravation. Emotionally, cry. Yeah, it was more like. Um, I forgot about the Darla character, and so the which one? Oh, Darla? the little girl, right? Oh, I think yeah, her name's yeah, yeah. Darla, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. and so, sure. so I think when I was done, I was just sort of terrified. Right? Yeah. It is scary. And and that's one of the themes, I think, in the film is that they're trying, like, they repeat fish are friends, not food a bunch of times. Yeah. And they really, I don't know, like, hammer home this idea that we should treat fish better and the ocean better, but in subtle ways, which I thought was great. The hammerhead hammers home. <laughs> the hammerhead hammers it home that fish are not food. <laughs> they are friends. Um, but, but um, yeah, I, I was asking about which parts you cried because I feel like the title of this film is perfect, Finding Nemo, because the part that we both were tearing up, at least the most, was when he found Nemo. It was when oh. Marlon and Nemo <laughs> get together. It was such a, I don't know. It, and I just remember thinking like 75 times, like, he doesn't find him yet again. Like, he doesn't find him again now? Like, <laughs> right. I kept being like, oh, this is the part where, oh, thank God, I'm just exhausted from this. And then he goes into the little drain pipe, and I'm like, now he's going to go into the sewer, and he's not going to find him again? Oh, and man. then they find him, and then they're in the net. And I'm like, now he doesn't get him again. Now he's in his little power flipper. Oh, my God, yes, <laughs> Lucky flipper. And also, did you notice how that flipper, anytime you saw Nemo, you heard the slight yeah, of his little like flipper going fast? Yeah. And that just kept making me cry. Cry. <laughs> it's just too adorable. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I want to start out with a game. What a fun way to start here, uh, which I'm calling the Clown Fishy Quiz. The Clown Fishy Quiz. So here's the first question How many species of clownfish are there? Oh, I know, 16. <clears throat> 16, not a bad guess. I actually don't know. I would say about 32. Ooh, much closer guess. 28 to 30 is the answer. So, Misty won. So cool. Of course, yeah. But guys, Jackie, y- zero. no amount... Can we swear on this podcast? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. No amount of wrong seems to be able to fuck with my conviction. Did you notice my... Oh, 16 for sure. Like, it's... Right. It's so much more fun to guess that way. Yeah, jump in. Yeah. I'll okay. tell you, with fish biology, you can actually kind of do that because it's always changing and they're always mm. shrinking the numbers and then expanding mm. the numbers. And so we actually don't really know how many of everything there is. I mean, Great. Like, nobody's wrong. There's just a third species of mantis that just came out like Whoa. two years ago, we described. So, I mean, wait, wait, like, wait. Let's pause here for a second. Whoa. There were two species were two of species. manta rays yes. and now there's a third. Now there's a third. Do they look like the- just alike? Yeah, pretty much. So it's very <laughs> What's not the difference? casual. Like, yeah, genetics mostly, okay. and then um, you know, sort of where they are and how they live life and mm. and how they reproduce. Okay, we're gonna get into it because I have some. I have a manta ray question. Uh, there's a manta ray okay. character which I loved. In no, this movie. there's oh. not. Well, what is it? Uh, the other one? What's it's it? It's an uh, eagle ray. Spotted eagle ray. Eagle ray. Yeah. Spotted eagle ray. Yeah. That was my second guess. I know, and it's weird because I'm over here going, it's obviously a spotted eagle ray. I'm yeah. embarrassed. What a dipshit. Right? I can recognize oh, the difference. Yeah, spotted and eagle ray. Him. Court. See, right? Okay. Sorry, I'm a big dumbo. Um, <laughs> that's what my mom said. Um, okay, so, no, she's so yeah. super sweet. 
how long is a clownfish? In oh, inches. I wanted to answer so quick, but then I thought, wait, let me Take think about time. it. Can nobody time. measures any fish with inches? Okay. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Centimeters. The internet did. We can we can translate after. Okay. Um, a clownfish, from my um, long history of measuring clownfish with my, both tape measures, rulers. Sure. Um, is it a compass? What's the round one? The protractor? Protractor, I right. measured them with protractors before. Mm-hmm. I like to get the arc of sort of. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, I think that's what marine biologists do. They, they jump in the water with protractors. Yes, yeah. protractors always. Uh, compasses or compass rows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, your guess, you how guys, many inches? My answer is compass rows. Can I ask you guys a question? And I, I, this shouldn't be on the podcast. How many centimeters in an inch? Uh, 2.5, I believe. What? 2.5 centimeters an inch? Oh, okay. That's oh, not, my God. I would ne- okay, I was... Not going to be my guess. Now no. you have to put it in podcast because I remembered it. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, a good right? fact. <laughs> Misty remembered. So, 2.5 centimeters. So, I was thinking a clownfish is like... They're little. So, I was going to say mm-hmm. like an inch or two. So, centimeters, I would say six. You know, five or six. So when they're small, they're little, but then they can get pretty big. So Nemo, so, you're probably right. Yeah. I'm imagining Nemo. <laughs> but but Marla doesn't even feel that big. How yeah, Marla's like, like in the, you know, four to seven, eight, nine inches, yeah, depending yeah. on the species. The internet said five inches, but I'm sure you're yeah. more accurate than the internet. Wow. Yeah. So They're there's pretty that. Big. Yeah, pretty big. Yeah. But guys, can I ask you something? Yeah, little Jackie. Okay. Why is Nemo's eyes so nice and cheeks so puffy and such a nice man? <laughs> I love Nemo. That was that's my voice the whole movie. I was like, look at Nemo's cheeks. Like I couldn't. I don't know where I'm regressing back to what's happening. But when mm. I think of Nemo's eye shape and his dumb fucking little dippy fin. Yeah, she says that with love, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's so f- cute. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, Nemo. Like I, that's what happens to me. And I wanted to express that. It, I think you kind of sound like Nemo. We'll have an audio clip later, but I feel like you're getting close, maybe. Oh, I love him so much. Okay. During a full moon, how many eggs can a female clownfish lay? Because there's a scene in the opening where there's a bunch of eggs. Oh, no. Coral. <laughs> coral, yeah. Sad oh, no. uh, end to coral there early. But, so, yeah, do you have a guess on how many and eggs? all the fish except Nemo. Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I have a I have a very educated guess, of course, from of course. all of the my long history of I keep saying the exact term my long history of studying uh, clownfish, their yeah. eggs, their protractors, 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 marine biology, compass she rows. counted the eggs. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Hundred forty. Hundred forty. So depending on the species, um, between about five hundred and fifteen hundred or so. Wow, eggs. yeah, it's exactly. I have a thousand on here, so that's you know perfect answer. Exact I believe. Answer. Yeah, and it says that most of them survive. Nailed it. It says that most of them <laughs> yeah, live and hatch, and yeah. that's it's incredible. Minus Nemo would not have. Why well, wouldn't fin? Oh, that you love so much. If they have a small fin, then he was probably better off in the tank. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> Misty just uh, said Nemo terrible. is better off in a fish tank. Uh, wow. Uh, any couples in the audience? Uh, just panicking. <laughs> um, Where are you from, Misty? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense because he's going to be more prone to he's attack. He's totally going to get eaten. But, uh, yeah. you know. Okay. Well, then that, that, goes, that goes right into a good question that I had because I was asking... 
um, about defense mechanisms and stuff, like how would clownfish defend themselves against an attacker? And I came across a bunch of information about how they have a symbiotic relationship with anemone. Yeah. And so I wanted to just it's ask you about that. Actually, <laughs> Right. Which yeah. I, I do have a clip of Nemo trying to Ooh. pronounce it, which is funny. And I'm um, burning my teeth. So yeah, goodness. they th- is that the only way they have to protect themselves? No. So clownfish are actually pretty aggressive towards other fish, and they'll mm. come out of the anemone and they'll like attack the oh. other fishes. What does attack so look like? Do they have teeth? Like chomp They them? do have little teeth and they'll come out and they'll take little bites and nips and just harass another fish until it basically gets the hint and leaves, right? But, I mean, they've got stakes in the game. They want that anemone for themselves mm-hmm. and yeah. it's their symbiotic um, relationship and like other clownfish will come in and try to take an anemone and so bigger clownfish can come out and just like brute attack another anemone or another anemone fish that's another name for clownfish. Gotcha. And Is that the only one that's referred to as anemone fish? Um, for the most part, because that's the only one that really has that that relationship mm. with the anemone. Um, wow. And so, and so let me get this amazing, straight. That's amazing, because where does that even come That's just an in, that's just in their DNA to be like, I'm this fish that hangs out with this anemone. That's insane. Yeah. And yeah. it stings like pretty much everything else, right? Yeah. So, um, you know when you go to the tide pool and you put your finger in an anemone? Mm-hmm. If you've ever done yes, that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Every course. kid has done that at some point, right? Yeah, we're freaks. Worm. <laughs> and, so, and so it kind of sticks onto your finger. So your skin is actually just too thick for it to, to pierce. But if you're a fish, it's like... Thinner skin. Needles through your skin, Whoa. right? And so lots of, of needles all over it. So, um, yeah, they actually, they're not immune to the anemone right away, which is why in that first, the beginning, you see them going in and out and in and out and in and out. And so what they're actually doing is they're sort of coating their entire skin with those stingers so that they become immune. Wow. So it was like subliminally scientifically accurate because in the movie he's kind of doing it as a game of like crossing the street. He's showing Nemo like we go in, we go out. We go in, we make sure nobody's coming, we, we you know, we go yeah, out. Yeah, turns out there's a good reason to do that. Yeah, wow. So they're thickening their skin. Yeah, and if they're gone too the long, like if they get in a fight and they get pushed out, then they will lose that ability to, to not be stung by that anemone. And then they have to work it back again by, you know, a thousand stings to get back in. Wow. Whoa. And then once they're homeless, the, the sad, sad day, did they just get eaten? No, they can hide in coral and, and okay, okay. until they find another anemone. But Okay. So yeah. then the bully, the like the brute clown comes by and is like, yo, it's my house now, dude. And then the little guy's got to go and find another place. And that can yeah. just keep happening. Yeah. And it's just Don't be the little th- fish. Oh. Unbelievable. Very cool. Okay. So I wanted to ask, in, in the beginning, we are introduced to a lot of different species, different fish. One of them, which is kind of like a little goof uh, moment in the movie, has eyes only on one side and uh, can't see what's going on on the yeah. other side. And I thought that was funny and was curious if that's a real fish and how many are like that. Yeah. So that's, um, you guys eat halibut, yes? Sure. Yes. So that's what halibut look like. Oh. And so they are like a crazy fish. Um, so halibut, flounders, right, turbots, they're all in this sort of same family. And what happens is 10 days into life, right, they swim in like a normal fish. And then 10 days in, they lay down on the bottom and their head starts to deform. So their eyes migrate to the other side of the... (laughs) Jackie's leaving. And she's gone. Their eyes eyes migrate to the side of the head. After 10 days? Yes. I want everyone to know this is the first time on Bad Signs anyone's done a lap. (laughs) And she's got the you. What are you talking about? What? (laughs) 
ten, it's normal for ten days, yes. and then its eyes migrate across its head. It's actually like the the meanest trick I give to my ichthyology class is I'll give them one of these fish and say dissect it and tell me where the bones are because it's all warped and crazy, and so it's like Whoa. the most impossible thing. So that's like kind of what I do to fish. grad 100%. students to like. It's a hazing. Man, right? and I thought it was a dumb question. I'm so glad I asked. Not, a dumb, not a dumb question at all. Yeah. Whoa. It's I. This is seriously. So every time you eat halibut now, you're just gonna think that you're eating this thing that like um, totally changes. Also shape. known as me never eating halibut again. Um, yeah, and and how come? I just feel like that's so rare that an animal will change. Its that's what a, I was gonna say. Uh, think about wig. butterflies, right? Oh yeah, good right? call. For me, the wig came from not that it has two eyes on the side of its head, which also is like, whoa, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that for ten days it doesn't. It's normal. And then it's all like. Pop, pop. And then his eyes pop out just by its tent. Like so my is brain, that it's on like purpose, t- like DNA wise or you know hereditary wise? Do they do that because it helps them, or is that some sort of weird accident? So well, I mean, evolutionarily, probably not a weird accident, right? Because if right. it was, they would get eaten and it wouldn't survive. So okay. it's definitely helpful. Um, what's kind of crazy about it is that they so when it migrates and it flips onto its side, it lives its life on its side for the rest of, of its life, right? Oh. So so that's when you saw the fish buried, it was buried on its side, but which is now its top because it's it's switched, right? And oh, so like man. one of its fins is still on the bottom of it and the other one is on the top. And so now it's living life in this all crooked way. If this is some weird prank, Misty. Not even, but you know, it makes it cryptic, right? Because now it can lay in the sand and it's totally flat and it has the same sort of coloration as the sand. So it totally blends in. And mm. these things are predators. So as soon as another fish comes over it, it's not seeing it. It's minding its own business and whop, it gets oh, it. Oh, smart. Wowie, Got it. Zowie. Pumpkin Pally. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Okay, that is incredible. I love that. Um, so here's another one. Now I feel like no matter what I ask, it doesn't Done. matter. Let's go. Um, okay, so I had a question about the ocean mines. There's a scene, you know, where there's a ton of these ocean mines sticking up yeah. from the ground, and they all explode uh, with the sharks. And so I was just wondering if you know, is that... I do not swim in mines. Okay, so I'm uh, glad you don't. Okay. Um, okay. But how how rare is that, that there's like sections of the sea that are dangerous? Like no that? idea if there are landmines. In the, I mean, I okay. assume that they're getting that from somewhere, but yeah. like... Just don't know. I swim in safe places mm-hmm. to do my, my stuff. That yeah. seems like a really bad place for a marine biologist to go. So. And when you go in there, are you doing like a tank and you're in there for hours? Like how? Yeah. Okay. But not in mines. Right, sure. Yeah, right. yeah not in mines, probably a good <laughs> so move. So you scuba dive? Yeah. Is that scary? Can be. Oh, my goodness. Have you had a close call? Uh, No. And I'm kind of mad about that, right? So (laughs) I'm clearly a marine biologist and I study sharks as my, my, like, bread and butter. And Mm so um, here off the coast of California, actually, we have, like, the prime area for white sharks. So if you've ever been in the water off of our coast, you've been close, like, within 50 yards of a white shark. Wow. A baby, probably. So baby is under 10 feet. Mm. And then they switch and eat mammal. But... Yeah, and so we have them all over the coast. I mean, I see them when I'm out boating, but whenever I have been under, I've never seen a white shark. And it's like, it irks me. Are you in a cage? No. Mm. Aren't you supposed to be in a cage that sharks are babies? They're babies. Babies. So they they eat fish until they're past 10 feet, and then they like swim off towards Hawaii to go and feed on seals. Yeah. Um, And the cages are really for the wuss marine biologists, right? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing to them, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, so I wanted to ask about sharks, so I'm glad you brought it up. They 
Seamless transition. They are. Yeah. Every everything I do is so professional. Yeah. yeah. But before uh, we talk about sharks, yeah, can we yeah. just talk because you were you were in the beginning about um, the eggs, right? And so I just want to make sure people know, like, the the whole coral and marlin thing would never have happened because coral. So the female clownfish mm-hmm. are actually bigger than the males, mm. and clownfish switch their hermaphrodites, so they start off as males, and then the biggest one turns into a female, right? So what? So about, really, Marlin I, I, would have been the female, and when Coral died, then Nemo would have it would have become the mate. Wait, wait, wait. Right? So and when do they? Nemo would have become the mate of the yeah, of the dad mom story. of the. Well, rewind. But so I mean, sharks. If Coral, <laughs> we are ruining but, oh this film. Oh my god, sharks! So, yeah. if, I know. If, so when Coral died, Coral should have been bigger. If Coral should have been bigger. Female, right. But then, but let's just say Coral died. Yeah. And then Marlin would have become. The female. The female. Yeah. Wait, even if and the eggs then, were already laid? Yeah. Yeah. And then Marlon so. would have become the female, and then Nemo would have become his dad's mate? Yeah. Who, his dad is now his mom? His dad would now be his mom, and like a weird and Shakespearean Nemo would be the, the dad. play going on. Yeah. Wow. Right? It's Kardashian Jenner in nature. Yeah. Wow. I just thought it's you topical. might like that with the, uh, the halibut. It makes it weirder. Oh, no. I love this. <laughs> I had no idea about this. So, wait, why do. Is it just to make more fish that so, they change? Uh, no, gender? it's. it's They all start out as males. So, they're what's called sequential hermaphrodites, which means that, Whoa. like, it's kind of like a harem, right? So that it's like one female mm. to a whole bunch of males. Well, then they're not all male if there's one female. I'm not one, challenging right. you. I'm trying to understand. So, they all start off as males, and then the <laughs> Okay. Biggest and the strongest becomes <gasps> the female. female, and then the hair moment happens. Right. Oh my god! Bonkers! Right this now. really is bonkers. And what a weird film it would have been <laughs> if they actually went by, right? Right. Okay. Now oh. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that, though. <laughs> yeah. It's much more sweet. clockwork, Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, clockwork orange clownfish. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I'm just playing around, guys. Okay, so can we hop back to sharks? Yes, please. Okay, now that oh, we've my. covered this uh, extraordinarily strange <laughs> plot point <laughs> that we missed, clownfish. <laughs> um, Wait, I, clownfish I, jokes on you. I no, know, what? Like, are you just watching this movie, just shaking your head? No, because I actually think they did a pretty good job, and I like okay. realized that they couldn't show that because all the kids would scream and cry. And, yeah, but um, yeah, just, there's definitely. Points. What if there was a huge scene in the movie where the halibut is going through its metamorphosis <laughs> and it's like making all these noises and its eyes are going from here and its whole. I mean, like, that doesn't sound accurate. Its whole but. endoskeleton is just morphing and its eyes oh, are popping over this. the side of its head, growing pains, and it's like freaking out, and then it's like credits. <laughs> My eyes are changing. Help. Oh, this is normal. Um, okay, Jesus, where were we? Oh, so shark, 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 sharks. They are like vegetarians in this movie, yeah. in like an AA program, and then they, one of them smells blood, and his like eyes turn black, and he goes into this full yeah. attack mode, feeding frenzy, feeding frenzy, yeah. right? And so I just wanted to ask if that is because it's kind of a classic movie trope. So you're asking about the feeding frenzy, or, or yeah, about like the when a shark, vegetarianism? Like if they, I'm just, I, well, yeah, if there's sharks that are vegetarians, is a good question. But also, when a shark is is swimming around, probably hungry already, right? How much of a difference does it make when it actually gets a sense of, oh, there's blood nearby? Does right. it just We've heard go that our crazy? whole lives, like right. don't have a, don't swim if you have a cut or if yeah, you're bleeding you're because the shark smell the blood right. and you're gonna die. Didn't right. know you had that tattoo. Okay. okay, so let me start, I guess, with the vegetarianism because it seems obvious that they wouldn't be, but it turns out. That 
that there actually are some, not that are vegetarian, but that can process plant matter, which is actually like for the, the shark field was mm-hmm. a pretty big thing yeah. when that was found. Um, and so that some hammerheads actually can. And so one of those characters was a hammerhead. Right. So he could totally like deal with some of that plant matter for a little while. Okay. No no other sharks are going to be eating vegetarian. So. Got you, got you. Um, feeding frenzy. Yeah, you can definitely induce a feeding frenzy. Um, that's what I hate to say it, but certain filmmakers will do, and they'll chum in the water and like get the sharks all crazy because they just—it's it, like it's like being in a, a whole room in a ding dong factory, right? <laughs> and so you're just like you smell it everywhere, and you don't know where it's coming from, and so it kind of overwhelms your senses. And at, like, say, let's say you haven't eaten in a week, right? right and you're right. in ding dongs, and so you're just kind of going nuts, going for everything, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you can. I mean, I, I hate to bring it down to lowbrow, but you can yeah. menstruate in the water, and you're probably okay around oh. sharks, right? Oh, really? That's um, good to know. Yeah. So, I mean, they they know you're there anyways, whether they smell you, or, you know, are smelling oh, so you, not or that they see big of a, you. Um, not that big of a deal if you're bleeding. I mean, you don't want to bleed out like your entire guts, sure. but little bits of blood. Uh, well, you don't want to bleed out your entire guts because yeah, like, you probably don't. Turns do out, that. it's yeah. really not good for you. And it's yeah. annoying. Weird. Oh, I want a headache. Yeah. <laughs> I feel dizzy. I hate this. Where's my intestines? Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. That's annoying. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, good to know. Guys, if you're swimming in the ocean and you have a little cut, don't, uh, don't, don't freak out. Don't freak out. You're fine. Yeah. Misty does it all the time. All the time. Yeah, she loves it. Um, okay, so fish tanks. Um, so I wore my fish tank socks, too. Oh, really? To bring it there for Jackie. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need those. Nice. We're going to post a picture of that on Instagram. Don't worry. Her the socks are fantastic. The necklace, the... A fish tank socks. And the water bottle. And the, and the octopus yeah. purse, too. Oh, oh my God. God. She not, does oh have my God. And when I complimented, when we first got here and I complimented her water bottle, she said, I actually don't specialize in octopods. Um, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I love you so much. <laughs> and we're best friends. Yeah. Automatic. Um, okay, so, yeah, I wanted to ask if fish tanks were humane because I know it's a it's a common thing for people to kind of make fun of. But, you know, we have a specialist here, so I figured I'd ask you your thoughts. If, you know, is it something that people shouldn't do? Oh, that's a really rough question. So it's kind of like it's kind of like zoos, right? That certain people will be for and certain will be against. Right. So because um, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong. I go right. into somebody's people house. People claim I love it. that a zoo. People that are for a zoo, they claim that it's more of a conservation effort, and it's like there's this. two talking points for zoos, right? First, for breeding population. So, for example, gorillas or, or something that there's not very many don't of. they almost they never can. breed in zoos, though, because they fucking aren't Depends. home and they hate it and they're Depends just like, get me out of here. I should be species. in the Amazon. Tight. Okay, so that's one talking right. point. So, so breeding Destroyed. purposes and then yeah, just um, like, <laughs> you know, getting people interested. So people really aren't interested in things that they haven't seen for the most part. But like, right. if you think back to the first time you went to a zoo and you saw an elephant, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, elephants are ridiculously smart. Yeah. And right. so, like, and gorgeous. it like, hurts my heart to see it. But at the same yeah. time, if you're a kid and you, you want kids to care about elephants, yeah. having them see an elephant, right. you know, kind of sparks that interest or going to an aquarium yeah. and seeing your shark for the first time, yeah. right? Which, Which is kind of what happened Nemo to me. did uh, fantastically, by the way, sorry to yeah. interrupt, mm-hmm. but just like I was watching the movie thinking this is so great for kids because it looks beautiful and like you yeah. want to help. You know, if you hear the coral reefs are dying after watching Finding Nemo, it's a tragedy. But beforehand, you're like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff what in that? the ocean. Yeah, I, can't I don't know. what that means. We're yeah. like, what, 15 years out or something from Finding Nemo? How many kids are in high school right now that are going, I'm definitely going to be a marine biologist yeah. now and care about protecting the ocean now. So. But you were saying you got into sharks because of a, a aquarium or something? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, going to aquariums and seeing them and going like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen, right? Yeah. Like, 
pretty sweet. So it's kind of that mixed bag, right? Okay. But um, personal but, aquariums where they where they take reef fish, like kind of what happened in Nemo, right? Is the mm-hmm. diver just scooped it up and took it? Which first of all, kids, that's illegal. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't you do have that. to have a permit. But um, yeah, take rocks off the beach. Right. Leave the fish alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, just quick side note: leave the rocks. Like none of this stuff is yours. <laughs> yeah. Like, just good leave point. everything. Yeah. Good point. Just leave it all. Look at it. Yeah. Appreciate it, and maybe go home then. Yeah. Take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so that's kind of the problem with especially the coral aquarium trade is is um, people taking it off the wild rather than doing a breeding in tanks and so gotcha yeah it's kind of a bag of worms you just okay, opened that one you, yeah the, the fish would prefer to be in the ocean not sure, in yeah. fish tanks for sure yeah we know that I mean right. unless it's a Nemo that would die anyway Right, so maybe him best, wow. best spot. When you bring it back to Just the real it. truth and the darkness of it, it's funny every time. Elizabeth Nemo would be dead. Um, um, okay, I have one last question here. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and do a, a fun game, which involves some beautiful music. Um, but here's the here's the last one. They mention that when you flush a fish, it dies. <laughs> okay, Is that yeah. true? Because people... In the movie, they don't say it dies. Oh, I thought they do. No, no. In the movie, they say when it's dead, you flush it. Oh, okay. okay but they remember they were trying to get um, what's the guy with the scar? He was, Willem Dafoe. Oh yes, Willem Dafoe was <laughs> trying know. to get. <laughs> I don't remember his name. To get Nemo into any like the toilet right. or anywhere. All drains lead to the all ocean. All drains lead to the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, give us a uh, comment on oh both. My gosh. Okay. Um, if you so would. yeah, there's a couple problems with that. Obviously. Um, Nemo is a is a marine fish, mm-hmm. and um, presumably the dentist is not using salt water in your mouth when you rinse, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's going down into the sewer, which then goes to your sanitation district, which then gets processed for uh, quite a while, and then yes, eventually pumped out. But that fish would be super so dead. dead from going in the uh, in yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> crazy dead. But they sort of make it like he went into the sanitation section, but like popped out. A yeah, somehow hole, they had a hole in, in a, the sanit. Can you imagine yeah. all the like? Poop and things that were yeah, coming okay, out of that. Yeah. If that was the case, I mean, that's that's a whole different Finding Nemo. Is just his trip through the sanitation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, his little tiny flipper just covered in all sorts of shit. Oh, little guy. I mean, I like that they at least tried to make it make sense with this pipe, and then he pops out. I don't know. Right. It's better than just he goes into the drain and then and he's, he's in, in the, the ocean. ocean. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or they could have had like the bird accidentally. You know. That was kind of my thing the whole time. Or... To be honest with you, I thought. They have a good relationship with this pelican or right. whatever it is. I don't know. Which is not pelican. native to Australia. Ooh. Also, that's a California bird. Whoops. What would it have been if it was in wah, Australia? Wah. Like the closest, you oh, think? Good God, in Sydney? I have no idea. Okay. Some weird bird. So, this <laughs> supposed pelican or whatever it is, uh, I, I figured they could have just, because the, the top of the fish tank is just open. Yeah, so, he, couldn't like, he just like to him all scoop them up? Yeah, just scoop them up, take them to the ocean. Yeah, that's a bit of a. I don't know. I always have questions without like, well, I could have yeah. fixed that minute four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could have just scooped them out. So, anyways, I had a problem with that. Um, okay, so we will be right back here on Bad Signs. We're going to play some games, so stay tuned. What do you think about SeaWorld, Misty? Okay. <laughs> thought that'd be fun. <laughs> the break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Okay, we're back, guys, and we're going to do a few games here before we get into the super knowledgeable part of the show and uh, so this first one uh, we call Carl Say Again Carl Say Again and 
I just take parts of movies where somebody's spitting off some scientific jargon and play it and then have the scientist explain a little bit of what they're talking about. So in this movie, we have the eagle spotted ray. Is that right? Spotted eagle ray. Spotted eagle ray. Oof, almost. Um, And he takes the kids on like a little tour and is giving them a bunch of uh, interesting facts. So let's take a listen to that and then we'll uh, see if we can decipher it. Let's name the zones, the zones, the zones. Let's name the zones of the open sea. Mr. Ray! Mom, Nemo! Oh, you better stay with me. Epilogic, mesopelagic, bathyolopisopelagic. All the rest are too deep for you and me to see. Huh, I wonder where my class has gone. Explorers, all knowledge exploring is oh so lyrical when you think thoughts that are empirical. Dad, you can go now. Well, hello, who is this? I'm Nemo. Well, Nemo, all new explorers must answer a science question. Okay. You live in what kind of home? Okay, okay, don't hurt yourself. Welcome aboard, explorer. Just so you know, he's got a little fin. I find if he's having trouble swimming, I let him take a break. 10, 15 Dad, minutes. Dad, it's time for you to go now. Don't worry. We're going to stay together as a group. Okay, class. Optical orbits up front. And remember, we keep our supersophageal ganglion to ourselves. That means you, Jimmy. Oh, man. Oh, I like Bye, 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 Nemo. Bye, Dad. Bye, son. You wonder. Be safe. Sweet. So... Albert Brooks's voice. Amazing. Uh, Heaven. Okay. Nails it. <laughs> so we have the two things I wanted to ask about because we already talked about anemones. So we have the zones. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask about super esophageal ganglion. Like, it sounds like a so esophagus. So yeah. Like they're super esophageal ganglion. My guess is external breathing apparatus. Wow. So super esophageal, ganglion. above the esophagus, ganglion, I think he's just meaning an appendage for that, mm. because I don't know what fish he was talking about that would have the super esophageal ganglion. He said Jimmy, but I don't know what fish oh, Jimmy, Jimmy is. is. Good point. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't see what his appendage actually was, but right. yeah, so it would be sort of above the esophagus. Okay. I was, my guess was like skin, like, because he says, keep your super esophageal ganglion to yourself. I I thought it was that thing of like, when you're on a bus and they're like, keep your hands in the, keep your hands in from the, it was like that vibe. Like, keep your super esophageal ganglion in, looking at you, Jimmy, like, Mm -hmm. so he has some appendage. But to himself, so I feel like he's going to be harassing the other fish with it, right? So whatever he's doing, he's he's sticking on something. I mean, I don't know if it was supposed to be an octopod, because, Mm. I mean, that. It was a little girl, so I don't think it was Jimmy, but... <gasps> right, yeah, yeah that's little true. little girl octopus who's like the little pink puff. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is too much to bear. I get it. <laughs> and the um, zones, they totally forgot his own. Oh. <laughs> they left one out? <laughs> they left the Hadal zone, right? Named for Hades, which is the, the deepest part of the ocean. Mm. Right? Oh, but he says, like, the other zones... I mean, he says zones, plural, I think. But he says, like, we don't, we can't Stay see those. Stay away from the deep parts. Yeah, they something. wouldn't be going to the abyssal zone either, if, oh. if that was the case. So none of those fish would be going to any of those zones, except for basically the epipelagic zone. Epipelagic zone. Yes. That's so where. The, the upper part that you would swim in got you. is epipelagic. And close to the surface, uh, coral reefs yeah. around. Yeah, so coral reefs are, are shallow water. I yeah. Mean, they, and the reason is they do photosynthesis, just like a plant, right? So, except mm. for they're animals, and so they have little symbiotic bacteria mm. that's doing all the all the work making the food and so they have to have light right. and so most of the zones he's talking about 
don't have light don't at all. Don't need light. Right. Okay. Very cool. So I'm, I'm, I have a question about those deep sea fish mm-hmm. uh, in a second. But first, I want to play a game. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep people teased, you know. Um, I don't even know if that's on purpose or not. So Thomas Newman did the music for this movie. And he's one of my favorite composers. He's absolutely brilliant. And I didn't realize that he was doing the music until a moment in the film towards the end where something sparked up and I was like, is this friggin' Thomas Newman over here? This is fantastic. So I want to play that moment first. Go ahead. Keep swimming! Just keep swimming! That's it! It's working! Just keep swimming! Keep swimming! You're doing great! That's my dad! Come on, let's get to the bottom! Keep swimming! Wow. I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just the audio alone, I feel like, takes you on an emotional roller coaster right there. So I kind of wish he would just like compose my life. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like, it would coffee. be so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't compose mine. It's dramatic Crying enough. All the time. I mean, yeah, I'm in my head enough. And then I have that soundtrack. I'm just like. <laughs> okay, so, so the game here is called I Thomas Knew It Man. It's a game based on the best composer. It's I, Thomas, knew it, man. (laughs) And I want to play a few of my favorite Thomas Newman scores and see if you guys can guess what they're from. Okay. Okay? And I want you to go first, Misty, because Jackie's in the biz. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying you'll know them. No I'm just pressure. Saying. I've seen 11 movies. <laughs> Finding Nemo is Total. two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so let's play the first uh, I, Thomas Knew It Man. So, yeah, I totally recognize it. But what is it from? It's very Americana. Um, Field of Dreams. Oh no! But you're very close with your uh, your one of the one of those words. <laughs> oh, something with the word American in it. Um, I think yes. American. Oh. Oh, take a guess if you want to guess. American Beauty. American yeah, Beauty okay. is correct. Did you know? I did not know. Okay. I was gonna say, say, you know, say you Arrival. <laughs> That's funny. Um, like when they're like in the field before it's like all alienish. There's like mm, some really tense moments. P- tense piano scorey, quiet. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that one to me also just the music gets me in a completely different headspace yeah. from whatever I was thinking about. Love that American Beauty mm-hmm. score. Okay, let's hear the next one.
So someone's dying? <laughs> uh, there were there was death in the movie. Braveheart? No, not Braveheart. Jackie? I mean, I have not. I enjoyed it so much. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll hazard a guess for fun, but sure. I mean, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen Arrival? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arrival then? Yeah. No, it's okay. not Arrival either. Um, oh, it's um, it's like, from it's from um, television Six Feet Under. Oh my God! No, but I've, I'm just going to give this away. That's the next. Example I have. No. Yes. No. Six Feet Under no. is by Thomas Newman, the theme, and it's one of my favorites. I'm, I feel weird, and that's the that's weird. I don't it's know not that why weird. I thought, oh, because you guys because, said people die. But otherwise, well, I'm no, like, because the I feel like the, compositionally, like he makes kind of similar-ish stuff, yeah. so you probably, you know, something got triggered there. Mm. Uh, but anyways, this movie, I can give you guys like hints, maybe. Okay. Uh, Morgan Freeman is in this movie. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Okay. <laughs> To be fair, I've only seen that once when I was like 15. Oh, okay. Worth a it's rewatch, been a while. I'd say. Yeah. One yeah. of the best of all Fantastic, time. It was amazing. Uh, Tim but Robbins. Yeah. I remember taking me. a road trip with my dad. My dad is um, a postal historian. Long story. Anyway, oh. we were driving because he does these like uh, trade shows all over the country. We were driving to like Maryland or something, and it was hours in the car and from New York, and he had just seen Shawshank. And in the entire drive, maybe two and a half, three hours, he explained it beat for beat from beginning to end. <laughs> and my dad's like, very New York. He's like, then it was a rock hammer and a fucking Bible. But like the entire, I mean, the so detail funny. with which my dad explained this movie, to this day, one of my favorites of all time. But yeah. and I've seen it multiple times. We were ta- Ethan and I were talking about that the other day. I've seen like maybe four movies more than once. Mm-hmm. And Shawshank is one of them. I've probably seen it five times. Yeah. So there you go. A Still starling. Didn't recognize uh, it. Yeah. A suggestion. <laughs> Still didn't recognize the score. Recommendation. Um, so let's just, let's hear a little bit of that six feet under theme just so we can all enjoy it and, uh, and not even be thinking about anything else. Not even need to guess. Wow. My guess is six feet under. Yeah. Okay. Same. Let's check it out. I'm not going to say yes or no. So good. It's you unbelievable. Can also do Attenborough, ding, 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 right? Yes. Like that, it totally sounds like it's birds on a beach doing a mm-hmm. like a little dance. Yeah. <laughs> he should have scored, yeah, Blue Planet or Planet Earth or whatever Why didn't it is. He? I don't know. I don't know who did. It's probably some, you know, Hans Zimmer, someone also yeah, someone extraordinary. Also amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was Harvey. <laughs> what? Surprise? Whoa. Crazy. Um, no, I thought that was really fun and, and really crazy that you guessed even that it was a show and that it was six feet under. It doesn't, they don't sound very similar. You know, nothing about it makes sense to me I mean obviously right. a folder opened in my brain that I didn't allow, like I didn't give permission it just mm-hmm. something just happened <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so let's get into the deep sea let's dive into the deep sea wow, shall nice. we Here it goes. oh well done <laughs> so these are some and I've always been infatuated with this uh, section of the ocean because we don't get to see it much and then whenever we do see stuff it looks like sci-fi alien pictures you know yeah. these fish are like frightening which is one of my questions just why do they look so much scarier than other fish. What's up with the light up one? And right, what some of them light up, uh some of them what do I have? Oh, like the the pressure, like they can survive the pressure and so maybe that has something to do with it, but anyways. 
Yeah, so, um, okay, so I'm going to be the scientist here and say, like, what you're talking about is deep sea is actually not deep sea. Whoa. Um, so that's the majority of the sea is under this mesopelagic zone, which is where the anglerfish would be found. And it's actually not all that deep compared to other zones, right? Oh so it's God. not the abyss. Love which this is, start, by the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 amazing start. <laughs> so, Great start. Everything you know is wrong. Right, yeah. everything that you think you know. <laughs> the internet's dumb, and then she right. knows. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but, yeah so, um, so I actually work on fish in... In deep water, so mesoplagic fish as well. And yeah, um, they totally look scary. And before I take students out, they're like, oh my God, these things are going to be so scary. And then we bring them up, and they're like that big, and you can't see this because it's a podcast. But it's yeah. like, you know, like a, couple, a protractor a couple size. inches. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. very big, right? There are some big fish, but, but really not, right? And, yeah. and almost all of them light up. Actually, so wow. there's a whole bunch of them that are just, it's just lights everywhere, blues and reds, and just really beautiful. Um, it's unbelievable that evolutionarily they are in the dark. But there's no light, light, yeah. So they need to have light. It's, un- it, it's not <laughs> what you think it's for, right? Because, so, like, red is not easily seen. They don't have necessarily photoreceptors, the thing in your eye that, that sees red, except mm. for the same kinds of fish. So they think that it's for mating and things for certain ones, right? Okay. Um, for, so the angler in, in um, Nemo is a little different because it's basically got that little angler to bring things in, right? So a lot of plankton are attracted to light and a lot of plankton start very deep like that and then they move up at night and so that they're right at the surface and then in the daytime they move back down and so they they do see light and they are attracted to it. So actually that's a way if you want to see sort of some deep sea fish, if you will, at night is you just put a light in the water and they'll come up to the light. Yeah, what a great magic trick. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably not going to see like the sea monster type, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, still I mean, super cool. I mean, little little McToffids, which are like what is everything it eats a McToffid. <laughs> McToffid. M C. Yeah, M. Well, M A C or M I C. I guess McToffid. M I C. McToffid. Wow, so not like a fun Irish last name. T O P H I D. I went to high school McTophid. with a kid named Jimmy McToffid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all have crazy names: Stomiids and McToffids, oh. Onoriids, which is what the the um, anglerfish is. Onoriids. So, so yeah, can you? Because right? you were saying you do dives, could you get down so there? So I don't dive for the fish. So what we have okay. to do? It takes me six hours to get those fish, and so we go out on a boat, and then we have to trawl. And in order to get, so trawling is like a big net, right? The thing oh. in Nemo that everybody is so angry about because the fish are swimming down. That's totally what I do. Whoa! And so, um, but it takes <laughs> like three hours for the net to get down to where you want it to be mm. and then you trawl for 20 minutes and then you bring it back up for three hours and you've got a little tiny bottle of light up fish and so the first thing we do when we bring those fish up is we turn off all the lights on the boat uh-huh. and then you can just see them lighting up everywhere like wow unbelievable but then they're I mean it's like in a sea table I mean a table this big would hold all the fish we would get for that so and, that, and that would be successful yeah yeah um, so they're not all tiny there are definitely some that are, are a little bit bigger but most of the fish down there are going to be fairly small it's fascinating oh McTovid McTofid. Ethan's new name to me is McTofid for sure. I'm, I'm honored. Like, what's going on, McTofid? That sounds really like, cool to me. It sort of sounds like what you'd call that kid. Like, my brother, when I was a little kid, he called me uh, a bunch of things. One was like Nectarhead. One was like, you know Nectarhead? what I mean? Nectarhead? Yeah, just like, the guy just like telling me how stupid, like, I'm dumb. And that's what McTofid sounds like. All right, okay. then, McTofid. Like, yeah, it, it is an insulting like sound. Insult. Yeah, you're right. McTofid. Yeah, it or like the dumb guy in a movie. Because that's the fish that all the other fish eat. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, it's a fitting like, name. But it also, it sounds like it's McToford, but you're saying it in a Bostonian accent. Mm-hmm. There's so many things I like Topher about also it. just sounds like a name of yeah. someone you'd make fun of. Right? Totally. No offense to anyone named Topher. I'm sure you're awesome listening to this. I'm just saying the sound of the name. 
for some reason. Yeah. Topher. Not Tofid, your fault. You didn't Tofid. choose it. Although your name's probably Christopher and you did choose it. So it is a little right. on you. But anyway. Right. Yeah. Chris. Just go Chris. Mm-hmm. Everyone out there named Christopher, go Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's jump to Wales. I know you uh, you have some specialty in Wales. Or no, you... I don't. I, oh, I was okay. just asking because they're another oh. filter feeder. Oh, oh, gotcha. Um, filter feeders. What's that an issue? Yeah, right. That's a specialty of yours, filter feeders? Filter feeding is. So that's what Manta do. And so I work on like the biggest sharks and rays that eat the smallest thing in the ocean, which is my specialty. But with the whale, that was when you asked me earlier when I like was moved to tears yes. it was kind of in anger but it was because of the whale right mm-hmm. like I have serious issues number one when she was carrying around the fish like why didn't she just open her mouth and let him out why did she have to right. blow well, him out well drama I would answer okay. well, didn't she have to blow him out so they would go further so the other issue is that they would whales die. don't blow out water they blow out air because they're air breathers and oh. that blowhole is essentially their nose and their nose is not connected to their mouth like you and me oh so they couldn't get so through they, there so they would not have blown out right? oh that's wow. a big so that, discrepancy I mean it's yeah, a big yeah. issue and the fact that the whale had a uvula the little hangy ball yeah. in your throat yeah whales don't have that either it so, looks like very a human a human mouth right yes. so I, that's when I was like mm. this is dumb oh man that's a really. little bit strange <laughs> And, and also, at this point, you were just like, Nemo would be dead in the first three seconds of this movie, so you were pretty pissed <laughs> right. probably the whole that time. Right, that <laughs> Good luck, Tiny. Yeah, I hear you. Good luck, McTovid. <laughs> um, what, uh, I was going to say, oh, your uh, your mentor was the science advisor on Finding Nemo. Yeah, So right. do you think that that's his fault? Adam uh, Summers? Yeah. Adam Summers, right. So is that his fault? No. Pixar, I don't think, uh, cares when they need a plot point. Right. Um, and... I was just hoping you would throw Adam under the I, bus. Well, I can a little bit, right? So there are definitely, there's like, I think I counted somewhere around about 100 inaccuracies or so, Whoa. close to, in the movie. Whew. Biologically speaking, like, the sharks don't have their, their claspers, which are essentially shark penises. They have two of them. And none of the sharks had it, so they were all, like, cruising around. I mean... Whatever. Just dickless sharks. Uh, Can I just say though, like two less than they should have. <laughs> right. What? So, but um, I've actually had this conversation with Adam before, and pretty much almost all of them, except for I think he said three, uh-huh. were purposeful by Pixar and not wanting it because they thought that sharks with penises would scare kids. Uh, yeah, they, like, I'm would, scared right now. Animate yeah, well, so I, just I mean, feel like bravo I need to them. To agree with that, wouldn't animate well is an understatement. <laughs> just two floppy shark dicks in every shot. Yeah. I don't know if I need it. I no. mean, but th- th- they don't look the look... same as a human, so it's, right, it's not as scary. I know, but I feel like it's like any cartoon. Like we can leave out the <laughs> anatomy <laughs> and that right, one's not. That part the rest of them, I'm like, whoa, uvula. Like why draw it if you don't need right, to? Right, it's not a part of right. And if you can't blow air out the blow, like. I, I can't pull water out the but blowhole. But if they're going to make yeah. the whale's mouth look like a human mouth, they might as well give these sharks dicks like human I'm dicks. With you. I'm with you. <laughs> You're with me. Huge okay. human dicks. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, my, my question was... Poor Missy <laughs> has to sit here with us. <laughs> no, she's doing great. Missy's oh my gosh, she's doing killing. <laughs> We're talking like she's not here. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Don't mind me. No, I like Missy. Oh, she's back. Oh, I thought she left. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Missy. Um, so, so can anything survive in a whale's mouth or in a whale's body uh, at all? <laughs> in a whale's body? Like once like, it's swallowed? Probably right. not such a good idea, right? Because it's still going to have digestive juices and okay. things in its mouth. Totally. So they don't. I mean, like there are reports of, of big things being swallowed, but they ha- they have an esophagus and it closes, mm. and so really it's not swallowing things it doesn't want, and it's not very big. So like I couldn't fit in a whale's esophagus. Oh wow. Um, 
and it would know I was there, and it would totally spit me out. Yeah, just even if you like, were a little clownfish? Uh... Clownfish is debatable. So if it okay. got a clownfish, I mean, they can do some fishes, and right. they, they do sometimes. So, yeah. You... Wait, yeah. are whales vegetarians? No, they, they eat oh, plankton. plankton. Yeah, right. so little krill, little shrimp and things. Oh, like the whale, an enormous whale has a tiny esophagus? Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. Ethan's shaking his head like he knew that. I did know that. It's one of the only things I knew. <laughs> And I'm not specifically talking about marine biology. No, no, no. I know my name. (laughs) I know the days of the week. And the size of a whale. (laughs) Yeah, what a whale eats. (laughs) For some reason, I knew that. Um, Okay, so the East Australian current. So Tuesday, Tuesday? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Munders, and then Tuesday, Tuesday, and then... um, Friday. Cool. Yeah, and then Friday and the weekend. (laughs) Okay, so the East Australian current, the EAC, uh, is a real thing. Yeah. And of course, it sounded like it in the movie. I don't know why I'm saying it like, I can't believe it's real. Um, but so it goes to Sydney or it's already in that area? Yeah, so it goes past the, I guess that would be the east coast of Australia. Okay. But I mean, that's crazy the way they drew it, right? So it would be like hundreds of kilometers across, mm. not like this little jet thing that they right. I mean, They were like yeah. on a slip inside, basically. Yeah, right? like and on like a fast tube. Yeah, yeah. And it goes. Uh, Roughly three miles an hour or so. So, I mean, you're hauling, but you're not hauling. Like, I mean, Crush was like surfing this thing. Which, by the way, Crush, one of my favorite characters, voiced by the director, Andrew Stanton. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. But also, can I please bring something up quickly? Yeah, Nemo. Okay. No, it's me, Jackie. Oh, yeah. The the baby turtle. Mm hmm. That's it. You just love the baby turtle. the, The eyes. On that baby turtle and that mini shell that's painted so nice with like little red. Yeah, yeah. And I like when you can't understand him where he's telling them like the very important directions of how to get out of the current. And they're like, okay, guys, going to be a great jump today. And he's just like getting super. Okay. Anyway, I had nothing to add other than can I talk to you about the baby turtle? Go on. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do that all post podcast. We'll just sit here for a few hours and talk about that. And also no parental care. No parental care? Yeah, and turtles. Right? They would lay the the eggs on the beach and they leave. And so. That's a big so, one. T- turtles don't like school together. In fish? In fish, yeah, no. for sure. But, Wait a minute, but that's such but a that's shame a now in reptile. my head. I love turtles. They yeah, don't hang no. out as families? No, they lay their eggs and then they leave and the babies go off into the ocean. And turtles don't really like school together. So They that, don't have friends or mates. I, or, mean, they, I mean, they, have they mates, do but, have mates. And actually, like, turtle mating is really scary. So when you're diving and it's turtle season, like they tell you don't go in the water because there are un written reports of people being molested by turtles and getting Whoa. because you look like a turtle right you have a scuba tank on your back yeah yeah I look like a turtle you look like a turtle and I mean, so right turtle now. mating is like brutal they they will like latch onto the female and Whoa. bring you down to depth and hold on and so are they like, like this like, sounds don't crazy don't go in the water when uh, turtles are in mating season okay, turtles and they're are big enough season. to grab you oh yeah they're turtles big. are big. Yeah. Do, do they do they have a like somewhat of a relationship with the female, or do they just like no, I just got you, we're and going, be done, right? And then wow. the female will go up on the beach. So and weird lay to her think about and... turtles as like solo wolves, you know? <laughs> like they they don't. I don't know. I always but thought they were in a pack. Right? Oh yeah, good point. I, I just meant like a cool rebel on a motorcycle, you know, like a wolf. But like I don't know, lone wolf. Oh, wolf I guess that's blitzer. what I was thinking. Yeah, like Wolf Blitzer. How he just doesn't do anything on it with a team. <laughs> He's on his own, man. The guy's rogue. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought turtles would be like really caring, loving, yeah, like some, hang yeah. out together. Wow, that is really no, interesting it's, it's to think about. They don't not. It's kind of. 
Anyway, that's so funny because I don't know that they have like secondary emotions to care, but my brain, I'm like, they don't have any friends. Yeah. Like, I'm sad about it. I mean, occasionally I when they like hook up, internal season. doesn't sound friendly. It doesn't sound well, friendly. I, mm. It sounds lustful. It's a big mm-hmm. turtle hug. I guess that's well, true. I'm looking at it that way. Yeah, let's take the poor yeah. right woman side. turtle being dragged to depth. <laughs> sounds like a real turtle hug to me. <laughs> and multiple males will fight over a female. Oh. Well, multiple getter. So this really doesn't sound uh, fun. Yeah, Maybe. we can. Yeah. So she doesn't even know who the baby daddy is. Wow. Yeah. Not, th- not that she cares because she oh. lays her eggs and leaves. She doesn't right. even care about her kids. Wow. Which is ideal, right? I mean, I mean you have cares. two kids. She covers them up. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit of... <laughs> so like yeah. instinctually, she's like, I probably shouldn't let these die. Yeah, but let's not let it dry out. And she's like, I'm out. Then yeah. what does she do? She, oh, I got to go eat. Yeah, and goes out to eat and feed and then... Have my own life. Made again. Wow. Oh. Learning a lot here. Okay, how about jellyfish? You guys been stung by jellyfish before? Yes. I is pee pee thing true? Where you pee on it? No, don't pee on it. Well, yeah, you can, but that's going to release all of the mantises at once. So in- instead of like the little bit of sting, you're going to get a hell of a sting. Whoa! But then it makes it go away. Yeah, there are easier ways to get it to go away. If you take salt water, right? It's already in salt water, and you you salt water it. It they'll just wash off without what? firing on you. <laughs> If you pee on it, someone's being mean to you. If someone runs over to you, if oh, you get stung by jellyfish. Oh, that's actually detrimental. I thought for some reason. Well, it's reason... not detrimental, but you're going to get stung worse. Right, right. Right? I thought it was like the cure. I don't know Wait, why I thought that. I don't understand, that. though, because how does the salt water thing work? Because it's you're a... getting stung in salt water. So if salt water right, helps you. Right, so, so it's a mechanical thing. So if the um, stinger touches you, it fires. So once it t- presses on something, it's like a trigger, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you use salt water, it's already on your leg, but it hasn't fired yet. If you use salt water, it doesn't recognize it as something foreign because it, they're already in salt water. So they're not like releasing them all the time when they're just oh. swimming around. It's only when a fish touches it, if that makes sense. How many what? times have you been stoned? Once. Just once. That was enough. Was it really bad? Yeah, it was bad. Oh, man. What I, happened? How, for how long? What, like, was it bad? Oh, no. So I was diving um, and I hit sort of a, a jelly kind of like on Nemo where there was a bunch mm-hmm. of jellies. And so um, Is I that just, what it's called when there's a bunch of them? A jelly? Or was <laughs> a that? jelly. School of jellies. Okay, okay. Right, and so um, I was sort of on the outskirts of it, mm. and just happened to get a, one little sting, and it was a beast, man. Really? I mean, I've been stung by a couple different things. Stingrays are the worst. Ooh. Jellies are probably second worst. But I, you know, there are degrees to jellyfish things. Yeah. Um, some of them are deadly. Irukandji in in Australia, because all the deadly things are in Australia. Oh, okay. Which is you why heard I have here, not guys. gone there yeah. yet. Don't right? visit. <laughs> Um, and so this was Brought just off of Australian tourism. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm sure Australia is beautiful. Don't go in the water. <laughs> but it definitely made my eyes like water and. Oh man! And what about bad. if you don't mind me asking? Of mm-hmm. course, when you got stung by a stingray, did that like? Does it last for days? Like, how does that? Yeah, so that was 100% my fault, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> so just so the stingray is cleared, um, and that was... <laughs> yeah, if he's listening to this. That was when I was a student, and so I, I had a project on stingrays when, mm-hmm. I was, when I was a student, and so I was clipping their stingers, and um, I clipped one, and I had a baby in my hand, so you would like that with a baby. Wait but a he, minute! But he was growing, too, so he's growing his second stinger, and so what happens is they grow a new one, and then the, the first one is replaced, and they do that yearly. Okay. And so I didn't realize he had the two, and so I clipped one, thought I was good, handed, used my hands to pick him up, to put him back in the tank, and he nailed me. Whoa. And so I was an undergrad at that time, um, and yeah, it was like, like, hand in hot water, and my eyes turned bright red, and my, like, 
professor at the time that was my teacher thought it was sort of hilarious and took pictures of it and shows it now at all of his talks when he when he goes out and talks about the stingrays off of Seal Beach. Is that like Adam or was it someone else? No, that's oh, okay. Chris Lowe. He's a shark guy over oh, at Long yeah. Beach State. Just spoke to him. Yeah, so he's he was my original mentor before I went to Adam. And uh. yeah, so he he thinks it's hilarious. He'll show you pictures every time of what I look like. So funny. Oh, yeah, and, and it was it was I mean for hours of pain and then oh. for days of just healing and having I mean it's a puncture wound. On oh, it's top a, of, I was just gonna say, is it a puncture? Yeah, what does it look like? It's a puncture. Oh man. Yeah, because it's a sting into. I had it in my hand. This is why I'm pointing at my hand where yeah. nobody can see it. But so it went into my hand, and then it also has this um, this venom right that like makes you hands swell and what, up. Was there a cure? Like, what do you Hot do water. It oh, denatures the protein, yeah. So it makes Denatures the protein, the protein yeah. No, of course. Right. I know, I know. Believe me, I once yeah. got a rash paddle I was boarding. reminding you. Yeah, I once yeah. got a rash, so I believe me, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Denature yeah. the protein. I had yeah. to denature the protein of, the, of that, too. Mm-hmm. So, hydrocortisone <laughs> cream. <laughs> and you still love stingrays? Still even love though? stingrays. Okay. Because it was my fault. Right. Right. Mm. That's a life so, lesson. I, know, I mean, Steve Irwin, his mm-hmm. fault. Oh, I know. God, I know. I said it. I said it. See, I'm Whoa. <laughs> wow. It's true, out. right? Yeah. But he was. He was harassing it. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, what ate him again? It, not eaten. He got. He got killed by a stingray. The it punctured his heart. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's an awful accident, but absolutely his fault. Man. Whoa! I didn't know that. I feel like we might be learning too much on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I feel like I got to pretty much everything. I wanted to mention um, how Marlon becomes funny at the end of the movie. Like, they make it a point throughout the film Mm, that he can't tell a joke. He can't tell, and he's a clownfish. And he's a clownfish. And then... And, I thought and this I, was as a, cool a marine biologist, though, like I have mm-hmm. met a ton of clownfish, worked on a ton of clownfish, and yeah. they're almost never funny. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. rare. That right? is rare. Yeah. Okay, thank you for clearing that it's up. More the funnier ones are the ones who metamorphosize into eyes on side of brain, head, temple. Mm-hmm. Th- that's way funnier. Yeah, that is yeah. hilarious okay. every time. Yeah. Um, as a comedian, though, maybe you can weigh in because I feel like they were giving some sort of message here that as you gain life experience and take risks and kind of like let go of your own. I don't know what it is, like control over your life or something. You can now just tell stories and be funny and be charming. I I didn't feel it was that you could be funny. I feel it's that you could be who you truly are. And if what you Mm. truly are as a clownfish is, let's say, in this example, funny, then when you do let go of all that like insane need to control and being neurotic, you can sort of, who you really are can actually shine and you can sort of take a load off as opposed to like, I think if 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 a different kind of fish were the star of that movie, then when they let go of that control, it wouldn't be a joke they'd be able to tell. It would be whatever their lesson was. Okay. That makes sense. So he's living his best life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like living his truth. And mm-hmm. in his case, because he's a clown, it's being funny. And it would be a female would be his truth. Yeah. And right. she'd be bigger and she'd have a harem and Nemo would be dead and it's Christine's <laughs> fault. I mean. Finding what? Nemo's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one, and to really end on a high note here, ocean pollution. So (laughs) there's a humongous uh, heap, garbage heap in the Pacific. Right. Oh, I'm sure there are more than one, huh? And so I didn't want to. Right. But there's one like really famous. The Pacific. Yeah. yeah. Garbage Mm. heap off of in the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Right. Right. So I wanted to, you know, make sure that we spoke about this, you know, briefly. We don't have to bum everybody out. But this is real and people should be aware of it. And so I just wanted your your take on it. How like like bad is it, I guess? Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, I think the garbage heap is a pretty good visual for people, but 
even though it's miles long, I don't mm. think that's what's bad, if that okay. makes sense from a marine biologist standpoint. Because everything's pretty big there. It's straws and things, and it's things that people can sort of wrap their minds around that I use that and it's there. Right. Right? But there really, the, there's a couple big issues in the ocean, and it's not so much the garbage heap, right? Mm-hmm. It's microplastics in the water, which is when all of that stuff starts breaking down and fish start eating it, mm. and then and then you ingest the fish, and it's just going up the chain, and oh, that's man. everywhere. I mean, almost um, every fish that I pull out, almost <laughs> every sand crab on the beach, they're all just full of microplastics. No. So that's huge, right? And the other issue Does it is kill that kill them and hurt oh, them. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And then course. and then you eat it and you know, it's just up, up the ladder and um, that's certainly an issue for sure, but but you know, microplastics are still second to ocean acidification, which which would change the whole story of Nemo, right? Is right now if you're thinking about um, the coral reef where they lived and this whole thing is set, I mean, that's bleaching like crazy right now, yes. right? And so that's really that um, imminent issue that as a marine biologist, we're, we're the most concerned. We're sort of compartmentalizing all these terrible things, right? But mm-hmm. like, what is the the pressing issue is actually not so much the garbage patch. It's, well, okay, we just bleached more than half of how do we, how are we the Great Barrier Reef. Climate change. So, world getting warmer, mm-hmm. right? Carbon emissions going out. People not. not I just never heard the term bleaching. Bleaching is so when a coral it has a bunch of little animals living on it in a colony, and that's what gives it that beautiful color. Mm. And so, what happens is when temperatures get too warm, and it happens through global warming. We don't use that term anymore, right? Why people don't like it? They think, it turns people off. So people like Climate certain change, presidential right. people like to uh, say that because it's cold. <laughs> certain presidential. Yeah, right. Certain, certain presidents we may or may not have right this moment. That's so funny. Right? They they talk about how, oh, well, it was colder this year in this one place. Sure. And so the... So and then internally, I feel it with fire. Right. Global so warming sort of isn't happening out. because it was colder in one place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just the scientific mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. is saying, no, it's climate change, meaning it's going to get colder in certain places and warmer yeah. in other places. And it's and only, to be exact, then, like, it's only 99.8% of scientists that Yeah, it's claim just it's everybody. everyone. It's okay. just every single yeah, scientist every single except like one scientist. guy who's being paid. paid but, right. Mm, right. Got it. Okay, so I just one guy that works to be for a gas company is is out there saying mm-hmm. no it's not. And, Spewing some yeah. crap. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, if, if you guys uh, can, you know, uh, get behind the cause, you know, try to help us with climate change in any way that you can, I feel like that would help the entire uh, you pick up life. your trash when you're at the beach. Yeah, pick up your trash. Mm. You know, don't let it go start. down the storm drains because those really do go to the ocean, right? Oh, there That's you go. That's what Nemo should have been thrown in a storm drain. Storm oh. drain. He would have made it out. Right? And then instantly died because of that tiny flipper butt. Right. You know, <laughs> would have made it to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? Glow is on Netflix, all episodes streaming. Hey, guys. Watch Glow on Netflix. All episodes streaming. Also putting out an EP called Power Fox on Spotify in late July. Search Power Fox on Spotify. Yeah, Jackie Tone. Just, you know, that, that's your artist name, right? Oh, follow me on Instagram. I have nothing else. At Jackie Tone. There you go. Except those other things. Thank you. I love this. Thanks for being here, Jackie. It was absolute delight. Me. Misty, you have uh, something yeah, coming I, up? I mean, Project? I guess you could, I could say follow me on Twitter. So right, I am great. on Twitter and I do do fish facts. I was doing daily fish facts. Ooh. So you can go back and see all the weirdest fish facts I were at FabLab, F-A-B-B-L-A-B, which okay. is the name of my laboratory. And um, I do have something coming out soon. But um, 
I might be jumping the gun here, but there will be big announcements of Manta filtration coming out soon oh. and, and knowing how they do what they do. So that should be coming out August-ish. Okay, new info, new Manta info coming Manta out info. from uh, Dr. Misty over here. And it was Fab, F-A-B-B-L-A-B, Fab Correct. Lab. Fab Lab. Great. Yep. Okay, that's where you can find all their information. Thank you guys so much for joining me again, and we'll see you guys next time. I just followed Misty on Twitter. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Megan Bates, and our executive fish producer is Brett Kushner. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show for behind the scenes, photos, videos, and games. And also, please feel free to send us an email, badscience at seeker.com. You can request a movie we can do or tell me what a bad job I'm doing and things that I missed. That's cool too. I'll write you back. Again, that's badscience at seeker.com, and we will see you next week. Bye bye.